This is Podco Media Networks. Welcome back to Citizen CEO. Today, we continue our conversation with Jen Consalvo, co-founder and co-CEO of Established. Today, our conversation focuses more on the entrepreneur, mom, and wife. Let's talk a little bit more about Established. Techco is acquired, and then what? Yeah, so Techco Media was an interesting company because although we were media, we had a lot of different pieces. And you'll see this with a lot of media companies these days. You know, there was the online platform where we you know, wrote content every single day. There were events that were primarily focused around startups. And then there was consulting because honestly... You know, it's very expensive to have a media company. And if you are not making what you need from ads, which is very difficult, you have to find other ways to support media. And for us, it sort of naturally became consulting. We were working with a lot of big brands behind the scenes, helping them with different things. And when we were acquired, the acquiring company really just wanted the media piece. Initially, they wanted it all, but then as we worked over all those months, working through the strategy and what the plan would be, the integrations, et cetera, it really came out that the events really weren't going to make sense for them and they didn't want the consulting. And that worked perfectly because that allowed us, they, they said, you know, you keep those pieces, you can do whatever you want with them. We just want the media platform and the brand. So we sold all of that. We were able to spin out a new organization, which we called Established. We took our old events and sort of rejiggered them a little bit to create a new brand around that called our Startup of the Year Summit, our Startup of the Year program. And so today we have a few different components to establish. We have the consulting where we work with groups like NASA, the United States Air Force, American Airlines, banks, all kinds of organizations. We have our sort of startup funnel which allows us to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's happening in startup land and connect them with all these companies we work with. And that's the start of the year. And then we also have the investing piece. So we created these sort of micro funds where we crowdsource and work with our community who want to support startups. We create these investment vehicles where we can then support a lot of the companies that we're meeting. You've had a really interesting path to the GovCon industry, having come from the startup world. What are your first impressions and that transition from, you know, working in these really fast-paced, highly innovative environments to, say, moving into the GovCon industry, landing NASA as one of your first clients? What are your initial thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, on one hand, we were based in Washington, D.C. for many years, as you know, but somehow we had kept our foot out of that. (laughs) that arena. And so it was not an area I ever thought we'd really focus on. But then, I'm not sure what year it was, but a number of years ago, through a mutual connection, we met someone from the NASA team. She came to one of our events and she met some startups who really had something that she thought NASA could use. And so we started having conversations about how could we help connect startups with NASA and particularly the NASA iTech program, which is the sort of startup program within NASA. And so one thing led to another and we started testing different ways to work together and found our fit and started doing a few things with them. One is sourcing startups, so going out and spreading the word about 
NASA's programs and trying to get startups interested um, and educated on why they should go and apply and compete and try to pitch NASA on what they're doing. And then actually coaching. So we actually work and help coach some of these startups as they're getting ready to go in and pitch to a group that is quite different from you know a group that they would traditionally pitch to. Because when they pitch to NASA, they're actually going out in front of chief technologists. And, you know, other folks who work at NASA field centers, and that's quite intimidating. And you get asked very different questions most of the time than you would at a traditional startup pitch event. Awesome. So what I, I think what I love most about that story is that it really amplifies something that I think that in GovCon, we struggle with a lot, and that is the best use of our time, which events we go to, how we show up to those events, and there's a lot of trade-offs that occur. And I love the fact that, you know, at a random event a couple of years ago, you made an acquaintance with someone who ultimately becomes one of your bigger customers and a next iteration of your business it speaks volumes about how important it is for us as business owners and entrepreneurs to remain open, to remain open to whatever opportunities are out there, even when we might not see in the moment a direct connection. So I, I just love that story. I know. And, you know, it's interesting because even working with them at first, you know, setting up the contract was, you know, could had its frustrating moments and had all kinds of terminology that I was unfamiliar with. And I'm going to admit that I was not as educated as I should have been going into it at first. And it's been a real learning process. But by opening myself up to that experience, I've learned so much, not only about working with the government, but about an industry that I had no idea, aerospace. You know, I really didn't have any background there and I've learned so much. And that helped us get our foot in the door with the Air Force. And now we have this amazing relationship with AFWorks, which is the innovation unit within the United States Air Force and helping them connect with startups. So you just, if you stay open, you never know where it can lead to. Absolutely. So let's focus on that word innovation that you just mentioned. Of course, innovation has been a buzzword in the the corporate and commercial sectors for years, but I, I really feel like over the past few years in GovCon, it has really taken hold. And it is a word that you hear used in every agency and almost every conversation. So what's your take on how the government is performing in terms of innovation? How would you grade them? (laughs) So I should preface that with the fact that our first project with the United States Air Force was to do three months of interviews to ask members of the Air Force and other people across the DOD ecosystem about their experience with innovation within the Air Force. And the big overwhelming statements that came back were, my Air Force is broken. The DOD is broken. And that kind of statement, I mean, you know, I have to take it from the the interviews that I heard and say, I feel like maybe I'll be a little generous here. And because, you know, the government still does a lot of incredible things, but I'm going to say maybe it's a a D, maybe a C minus D. (laughs) But that said, I've also been, you know, that's from what I've heard from within. And that's a very specific area, right? That's a lot of airmen speaking. That's people who are really sort of trying hard and hitting their heads, right? They're bumping up against walls everywhere they go. Now, there are other pockets that I would say that have been much more successful. 
people who started earlier or came in from, you know, different part of the government and have different approaches. And, you know, you may see pockets that are like, you know, in the A's and B's. So I don't feel like you can sort of generalize across the entire government because you do see such different things happening everywhere. And, you know, from what I've heard, the Air Force is further ahead than some other parts of the DOD. And then, you know, it's hard to compare apples to apples. So from those interviews that you did, what did you find that was encouraging? And then what did you find that was a little bit discouraging where we could do a little work? So I think I'm really excited about the people who are really inspired and geared up towards making change. And they're at various levels. So you see people like the Secretary of the Air Force who just left, Heather Wilson, and then all the way down to the airmen level who are doing a lot of innovative work within these groups they call spark cells, right? So you're seeing different people at different levels getting excited about it. The frustration is that there's an overall sort of culture and system that's working against that. And so it's this constant push and pull of, you know, people are pushing it harder and harder and harder, further, 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 saying, we've got to make change. We've got to do this for our own safety, protection, and sanity. But then there's processes that just make it very difficult. And changing those processes can be hard. And I understand that, rightly so, right? Because these are huge organizations we're talking about. And if you just try to change it overnight, there could be a lot of chaos. That said, you know, we do see a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, we've got to be able to do this a little bit faster you know, than where we've been. You talked a little bit earlier about the learning curve when you initially entered into the GovCon space. What were some of the challenges that are unique to GovCon that you experienced and how did you navigate them? Okay, so challenges within GovCon. You know, a lot of the challenge for me, this may sound silly, but a lot of the challenge is this process coming from the early years of tech industry and working with startups, I feel like you're able to push a lot of things forward and not have to worry about a lot of process, right? It's not until you really start to scale that you think about processes. And when you start working with the government, you don't have that luxury. Quite frankly, you know, you are being immersed into this enormous historical system that does not favor you and does not really have flexibility. So for me, that was one of the biggest challenges. Let's continue the conversation around innovation a little bit further, not just with respect to GovCon, but to anyone out there with a business that is focused on trying to innovate. How does one bake innovation into their overall culture? Oh, that's such a good question. Because, you know, we talk about the government and being a challenge to innovate within, but really any organization can become difficult to innovate. And once that organization sort of has its own way of, you know, they have their audience, they have their products, they have their fit, they have their system. And once you become a successful company, if you haven't sort of baked it in from the beginning, it can be difficult to go back and think about how you keep innovating. And from what I've seen, you really have to have this drive to stay curious and to see like, you know, what else is happening, not just within my little area of the world, right? Like what are other industries doing? How are other people changing? You know, maybe my product doesn't need to be changing, but maybe the way we operate internally could be better. You know, it's being curious enough to ask, what aren't we doing? What could we be doing better? What is new and different out there? What's changing? What's coming on the horizon? You know, and starting to look at within the organization, how can you create that culture of curiosity, that culture of trying new things, bringing up new ideas, 
and not making people feel bad about it or having answers like, well, that's the way we've always done it and we're not going to change. That cultural piece is so critical to anyone who wants to think of themselves as an innovative organization. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially in GovCon where, you know, to some extent, those of us who have been in it for years have been taught to not question the status quo, to sort of try to work within the constraints of the existing organization or the process or whatever, and not really think bigger or larger in terms of how we could fundamentally disrupt that particular project or process that we're working on. So I think you're spot on. It's incredibly important to ensure that we are empowering our leadership and our team members to be curious, to ask the questions, to be innovative on an individual level in terms of the way that they think and process what's happening around them. We've really enjoyed chatting with Jen Consavo about building a brand, acquisitions, and innovation in GovCon while learning a lot more about her insights and inspirations. You can learn more about Established at established.us, or you can follow Jen at Nor'easter on Twitter. I hope you'll join us next week when we chat with Gina Ramsey, founder of Pink Dog Digital, about the importance of digital strategy in GovCon. Thanks for listening to Citizen CEO.